Welcome to a rivalry week edition of Orange, Black, and Beyond, where we discuss Oregon State sports and occasionally other things, but mostly sports. Uh, I'm Brian. I'm a, a big fan of uh, Oregon State women's basketball, graduated from OSU in 1996. And with me is my co-host Pete, a fellow Beaver class of 1993, who is especially a big fan of baseball, but we both love Beaver sports in general and try to talk about sports besides just football and men's basketball who always get the, a lot of attention. So They really do. They really do, Brian. But, um, of course, having said that, this week is a pretty big week on campus for football. Uh, you know, you've got the rival, rivalry game, the as-yet-unnamed rivalry game, the artist formerly known as the Civil War, where uh, the team from Eugene is coming into town and – they are undefeated, of course, and uh, of course, they've what played three games. I guess is, I think we're at three. Yeah, and they're ranked number eight in one of the polls. But the most recent college playoff or the first college playoff thing came out, and they were number fifteen. So there's going to be a lot of people down in Eugene that are upset about that. But you know what can you say when you played half the games of the other team, and. Uh, so they just finally last week they uh, they had they welcomed their old coach Chip Kelly Charles E Kelly and the UCLA Bruins and they escaped with their lives they actually had a couple opportunities to lose that game but Chuck he just doesn't seem to have the same magic he had when he was coaching the uh, uh, the guys down there in Eugene so yeah, I mean did you see by chance the interception they had at halftime no. or right for halftime. No, I didn't catch any of the football games. Oh, yeah. Well, UCLA had the ball and the lead going into half, but instead of just taking a knee, they throw this wild pass, gets intercepted with zero seconds left, and it goes to the house for 60 yards, and uh, it didn't get better from there. But, you know, so they ended up losing by three, I think. Uh, for their part, the Beavers got their first win of the year, which was awesome because a couple of just – painfully close losses against the Washington schools. Yeah. Uh, so they have a little bit of momentum because the defense made a huge stand uh, when Cal was driving down for the potentially winning score. And so Cal, um, the Beavers uh, showed up on defense and that's exciting. Uh, rivalry game, of course, used to be called Civil War. They haven't changed the name for decades. Is before the Civil War label, it was called the Oregon Classic, but I think that's now actually the official name of a big track meet down in Eugene, so that's out. Uh, so the programs will have to come up with something new, but it appears they're going with the rivalry series for the time being, which is like coming up with the name of dog food for generic dog food, you know? Mm, but. Yeah. Go for the Willamette Bowl or the War on the Willamette, something like that. But they'll come up with. You think that they may not come up with it for a while, is what you we're talking yeah, about. Just talking about, like I think I think they might let the subject cool for a week or I mean a year or so, just to kind of see where it goes. Right. So we'll see what happens. I mean, they're gonna just with everything, right? There's still people that are unhappy. They're gonna make some people happy, unhappy, right? Um, some people, I think. Still going to call it the Civil War anyways, right? So it doesn't – I don't know what to say about it. Um, No one's going to change that overnight. So, But the game is against the Ducks Friday afternoon, 4.30 p.m. Uh, Should be a great game uh, because one thing that's changed under Coach Smith, um, which started to change last year and is showing flashes this year, is that the Beavers – 
compete and are able to keep themselves in games, right? Yeah. Where they weren't previously, they were kind of given up. Yep. Uh, they are, they still aren't winning a bunch, but no, <laughs> they are just rolling over like a couple of years ago. And right. Like, so that's good. So that attitude's changed. So Friday, four 30. Um, yep. and I'm not superstitious, but you're not, you came over and watched last year. We lost. So we're going to try. Yes, not yes. getting not getting together and see what Something happens. Different, <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess uh, for this year. So it'll be interesting. We'll see how that game starts out, and it'll be important, of course, the way the football team has uh, mm-hmm. done the last the games they lost. They got off to a pretty slow start, and, and that's something they just can't afford to do this next time, nope. especially against that team that can yeah. score a bunch of points, and and they're also not especially strong against the run and that other team runs the ball really well so we'll see how that all adds up but you know four o'clock uh, 4 30 whatever i mean who knows 2016 would you have given them a chance no but uh, ryan Nall ran for 200 and some odd yards and so i'm not saying that that's going to happen that they're going to find their ryan Nall. although uh jamar jefferson he might do his thing yeah. you never know yeah. so uh, but uh, looking at some stuff that isn't related to football uh like to look at baseball they had their recruiting class for the 2022 uh, uh class and they have 10 players great class they're all on a bunch of award lists and of course you always have to wonder if they're going to sign with a pro team or anything because if they sign with a pro team they can and and then if they go to school then they're there for three years but uh they got the top player in oregon which is awesome from right here in beaverton they got some players from as far away as australia and bc and the uh, prize recruit seems to be outfielder Tyree Reed, who's from Vallejo, California. He's on every single team's radar and looks like they're uh, landing him, which is awesome. Also, they got Mason Guerra from Westview High, uh, High in Beaverton. And now, of course, this was his sophomore year, so it's hard to judge where, you know, where he is. But at that particular year, he hit 387, six home runs. And uh, he's apparently his glove is where infield uh, base hits go to die. So that's kind of good. Uh, it's exciting that uh, to welcome them to the program. Base yep. whenever baseball goes into action again, whenever that that may be, they've got their new class coming in, so that's exciting. Yeah. And uh, speaking of uh, signing, uh, wrestling team with little else to do is also signed some new athletes. So, what's that looking like too? Yeah, so the so the wrestling season is still you know up in the air because of COVID nineteen, but you know we have a new coach, Chris Pendleton. Um, has been busy getting his, his team together, adding nine play, nine grapplers. So having watched the postseason tournaments last couple non-COVID years, OSU has had some really good years. And now with new coach and new wrestlers, it's looking really exciting. So um, Beaver signed again, another local wrestler, heavyweight Jacob Barnes from McMinnville, uh, two West Lynn Lions, uh, 165 Cal Brunson and 133 Rick, Ricky Bell. And then other wrestlers are coming from, you know, typical wrestling states in the Midwest where they grow corn, you know, (laughs) Iowa, Nebraska, that sort of thing. So great recruiting class. Something to be excited about is, you know, it's the programs trying to build back to, you know, routinely winning the Pac-12, going to nationals. As much attention as you might think either, because they won the Pac-12 like four seasons in a row. And yeah. nobody really said anything about it. Yeah, I but, mean, that's part of why we want to do this podcast, right? I mean, there's a lot of great sports going on in Oregon, at Oregon State that doesn't get talked about, right? Um, wrestling's one of those things, you know. 
Yeah, so, I haven't had a chance to see how Mr. Desi's doing up there in Canada. Uh, yeah. Later, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I have to imagine, like, with the Olympics postponed to next year, we, we'll have to see what's happening, right? Yeah, I think so. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's good that they're getting their class in order. So Yeah, for sure. Uh, there is some sad news coming from the wrestling program that happened last month. Uh, former All-American wrestler, wrestler uh, two-time national champion, National Wrestling Hall of Fame, and former Olympic head wrestling coach Greg Strobel passed away in October at the age of 68. Uh, he still holds the record for longest win streak in program history at 74 consecutive batches. <laughs> He's a member of the uh, Oregon State Athletics Hall of Fame. Was a big influence on many of the coaches around the country, including current coach Chris Pendleton. Uh, Strobel served as an assistant coach at OSU in the in the 1980s. Uh, finished his coaching career at Lehigh University in Philadelphia, where his team finished in the top ten nationally six times. So, nice. our condolences go out to family, friends, and athletes whose whose lives were touched by Coach Strobel. Big influence on the uh, wrestling program at OSU and their continued success. And yeah. So a big loss, and I uh, hope uh, everything is as good as possible for his family and friends and the athletes that he worked with over yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, not a lot of huge news in some of the other sports, gymnastics, not a lot going on. Last time we got together, we did mention that Coach Chaplin added a new assistant, Brian Rashilla, and he has credentials long as train smoke. He's been at uh, Auburn and Alabama and other teams that have won national championships, so adding him is fantastic. Uh, take some uh, heat off Coach Chaplin. Yep. And the gymnastics team did sign two student athletes for the 21-22 season, including uh, Natalie Briones of Gilbert, Arizona. She won four of the six meets that she was in last season in the all-around uh, before the season was halted. And then she also did win the Arizona State champion all-around in uh, 2018. So she's a fantastic signing. Also, one international signing, we got uh, – Phoebe Jakubczyk from Bristol, uh, UK, and Phoebe was on the UK senior national team in 2019, and uh, she medaled in the World Cup Championships in uh, Hungary and Tokyo, so she's got a lot of international experience, which is awesome. Yeah, great. Uh, you love to have athletes that have, uh, their nerves have been tested in the crucible of competition, yeah. and international gymnastics takes it up a notch, so that's sure. going to be awesome welcoming her to OSU. Uh, that's pretty exciting. We'll get into yep. basketball next, I guess. The schedule got all kind of funky with this whole COVID thing because you know, they were going to play, uh, the men were going to play a game tonight and tomorrow, but the way they're doing, they're playing Cal tonight. So they're opening with a conference game yeah. uh, tonight, and, and that'll be getting underway shortly. And then uh, on Friday, they're playing this team called Northwest from Richland, Washington. Uh, sorry, Kirkland, Washington, that is uh, uh, NAIA school. And so, um, you know, that that one should be a bit of a tune-up, but it's weird to have your tune-up after a, a Pac-12 yeah. game. But, uh, you know, if we know anything about Coach Tinkle, he'll take every game seriously like it was a conference game. So, And then uh, Colorado State's supposed to be coming in, but I don't know where that got moved to. Um, also of note in men's basketball, Ethan Thompson – has been named to the preseason all Pac-12 team. And then also uh, the basketball team got one more recruit signed. They signed a guy named Deshaun Davis from Trinity, Trinity Valley, easy for me to say, Trinity Valley Community College in Texas. <laughs> and he can play both the one and the two, so that's awesome. You get a combo guard 
apparently very electric player, and uh, he can play either backcourt spot, so that's good. And now I, I know you're kind of chomping at the bit to talk about women's basketball because that's just about to get underway as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's about to get underway, and they just um, added two preseason games. So 2 p.m. Saturday, they're playing Montana Western Bulldogs, mm. and then looks like 6 p.m. Monday, they're going to play Carroll College Fighting Saints. So that just that was okay. yeah, that just got updated, and, and the schedule is crazy. Like everything yeah. with COVID, right? Who knows what's going to happen? But they're you know pretty compressed schedule here with, of conference games. So. Um, you know that the preseason rank rankings are out. They're at 18th or seven, 18 or seven, depending on the poll you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're finished. They're picked. Finished. They're picked to finish fifth in the Pac-12. Well, um, that's that's so, like almost like being fifth in the nation, though. I mean, it's yeah, it's, like the Pac-12 it's like being so in the top tough. ten in the country. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the Pac-12 is t- so tough. So it's not surprising. Yeah. No. I, I do think, as always, I think these polls and opinions at this point kind of always underestimate the Beavers. Oh yeah. Um, I think a lot of people look at you know destiny transferring and Michaela graduating um, as if like the entire offense is gone, and it, it's always kind of this way with the preseason ranking. So Next player up, you know. Yeah, right. And, and we have some great players, and I think they forget that, right? So Aaliyah Goodman, Taylor Jones, Kennedy Brown are preseason All Pac-12. Um, Aaliyah and Taylor are also Naismith on the Naismith Trophy watch list. Um, I was on a uh, podcast thing with Taylor and I was asking where you could ask questions. And I asked her, you know, what has she been working on over the summer for her game? And she said, it's the 15 to seven, 17 foot face, face the basket jumper, which, you know, I think we talked about before. She can add a mid range jumper the rest of her game. That's crazy. Right. That so with her post skills, adding that space, I think she's just going to be that much more dangerous, that much harder to stop. Then you just look at the rest of the roster and, you know, as always, I kind of question what these quote unquote experts are looking at. Like Taya Korsdell's coming back from last year. So, you know, here you have a very experienced, versatile player. You add in two upper class transfers with uh, Yovana Subasic and Ellie Mack, who again, you know, versatile players with some size play three, four, five positions. Um, uh, By all indications, Andrea Kino and Elena Metrofic are cleared to play. Um, So now you have two players at six, nine Jasmine Simmons is back. And I think, you know, of of the players coming back, I think she's poised to kind of have a breakout year. Um, You know, she's kind of shown these uh, flashes of greatness with like her flick, her quickness and drives and her defense. So hopefully she's going to have a big year. And then, you know, fan favorite, Noel Mannon is back. You know, mm-hmm. then you have three uh, talented freshmen. So Anna Teresa Faustino from Portugal, mm-hmm. a lot of international experience there. Sasha Goforth and Savannah Samuel are, you know, U.S. recruits. And again, you look at this squad, you've now got 10, 11 <laughs> legit yeah. three-point shooters. You know, K- Kennedy Brown's back, hopefully with her from her knee injury. So you've got a lot of players that can shoot the three. Um, and then like watching Yelena Mitrovic, just to remind people, like when I watch videos of her, it's really, she plays like Arvita Sabonis, right? You have this 69, six foot nine player that can face the basket, back to the basket. Yeah. yeah, it can shoot, right? So um, again, hopefully everybody's healthy. And I'm just, I'm, I think the team will hopefully surprise people. But 
like you were saying, fifth or sixth in the Pac-12 is really good considering yeah, it really is. Arizona is coming out really strong. ASU, Oregon, UCLA, and then Stanford just looks really tough this year. I think yeah. Stanford's going to have a really good. How many season. how many teams do you think if there'd have been a tournament last year? I know we can speculate on anything. Yeah. If there'd have been a tournament. How many Pac-12 teams do you think would have made it? Probably I think, six. I think, no, I think the argument. I would have made the argument for seven. Seven, yeah. Yeah, I mean six for sure. Right? Yeah, but I would have made the argument for seven teams so from the Pac-12 should be going. You yourself in the top five, top six of this yeah, conference. It's nuts. Like how how strong, shop, you know. Yeah, it's nuts how strong this conference is and how much they beat each other up. But it's really it's cool. Um, obviously I'm sad that we're, you know, with restrictions, there's no crowds at Gill. So it'd be interesting to see what that's going to be like. I hope, um, they do something, you know, because we do have some seniors and I'd hate for them to miss a senior day. I'm already kind of thinking about that. Um, so hopefully they figure out some ways to say goodbye and honor them. And for then you, uh, as a, uh, as a season ticket holder yourself, uh, have they kept you guys in the loop kind of as yeah. to what they might be able to allow later in the season. They're, they're going to see if they can get crowds in. And as soon as they do, they're going to let us know. They've done a good job of having some virtual events. They had the virtual kickoff dinner last year. Mm -hmm. uh, just this week, just today. In fact, I got like a little goodie bag of like towel, poster, things like that. So I think that's kind of cool. They're, they're definitely getting us some stuff. So. They're keeping you guys in the loop. It, it, yeah, they're keeping us posted, right? That's um, awesome. Yeah. So then on a different note, there's some additions to the Beaver women's basketball family. So officially Greta Kampschroeder and Talia Van Olfen signed their official letters of intent. Nice. Um, and then there's some verbal commits from, I think, Adley Blacklock and Reagan Beers. So, you know, some juniors, I think, that are coming. And then they signed Olivia Murphy, or Olivia Murphy was hired as the director of basketball operations. So, um, well, it's exciting. I mean, you know, watching the game on TV, and have they, they may be, I don't know if they told you or not, are they going to be uh, pumping in artificial noise like they do in the. Uh... You know, I don't know that. I, I kind of hope they don't. I kind of liked watching the WNBA with none of that because then you can hear the coaches. You can hear the players communicate with each other. You can hear what they're saying to the refs. Right. It, it was, you know, obviously the WNBA had some bleepable moment moments, yeah. but I think it'd be really interesting to watch uh, basketball yeah. in that environment just to see what's going on. Yeah. And I think that would be, you know, that is, I haven't missed crowd noise as much as I might. Mm -hmm. I would, cause I watched the world series and, uh, some of the baseball playoffs and just it was kind of fun to watch uh, to be able to hear players and and managers arguing with the umpires. Yeah. I mean, the the seven second delay people were busy, <laughs> but right. Right. Know, it was still pretty fun. Uh, yeah. I thought, um, yeah, yeah, so hopefully exciting, you know. And and on uh, the NFL, uh, I watched the NFL and. Uh, you get to hear, you know, I mean, they, they mic up the quarterbacks anyway, so you can hear the audible calls and stuff. Right. And, but, uh, yeah, it's still pretty interesting. Yeah, so we'll see where this all goes. Again, if, if they have crowds, I'll definitely be there, try to be there, you know. But if not, I'll definitely be trying to watch on television for sure. Yep. So Yeah. 
That's well, I think that's going to do it, right? Yeah. Do we have anything else we need to cover this week? For the Not that I'm really aware of at this point. Okay, so that'll kind of wrap it for this week's edition of Orange, Black, and Beyond. Uh, we'll be back after the rivalry game. Almost called it Civil War. Artists formerly known as the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, so everybody stay out there. Please enjoy the game. And go Beefs. Go Beefs.